Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the WBRX 8:30 a.m. wake-up call. We, um, you know, we always uh, consider it an honor and a privilege to be able to spend time with you guys and to be able to get the week started as good as we possibly can, and um, you know, give everybody an opportunity to, you know, obviously come on, say hello, and and just kind of huddle up a little bit and talk about all the things that are going on, uh, you know, to the extent that we can inside of WBRX, and then. And then certainly, um, you know, move into information that, you know, we hope is relevant, you know, as you guys are, are out, um, you know, building and developing your businesses. And I, I just want to say, first of all, a, you know, a big shout out for a lot of you that have done a great job. I mean, we've got, you know, a lot of, a lot of new orders that are being placed now. Um, I think a lot of our, uh, a lot of the auto ship customers, you know, we had that little, uh, <laughs> I call it a merchant account hiccup. It was actually a, a bit more than that, you know, for all, for everybody. But uh, we, we're over that now, and um, you know, now we've got folks that are coming back on, and they're getting their auto ships renewed, and their their customers are coming on, and and you know, just a shout out to everybody uh, for doing just a great job of getting everybody back in place, and and we understand, you know, how valuable and how important it is, at least, you know. I know that we talk about it all the time, and we talk about it with you guys, but just having your endocannabinoid system in your body, you know, those neurological receptors, right, the immune system in your body, just working, continued as efficiently and as effectively as it can. And, and uh, you know, we always talk about the fact that, you know, we're, you know, WBRX is a wellness company, right? We're a company that focuses in on marketing and distributing and building a, a base of business of people that just use uh, products that, you know, continue to help their their physiological uh, well-being, put them into, you know, that place of homeostasis, that place of balance where their bodies can work at an optimum level. Um, you know, today, you know, a lot of people don't talk about it, and many of us on the call, you know, we're not exactly, <clears throat> we're not exactly in our 20s. Uh, you know, for the most part, I think we're not, you know, maybe if we're in our 30s or in our late 30s or early 40s or, or above, and as life continues to progress, it is amazing how you start to realize the importance of, uh, you know, taking care of yourself, of making sure that you that you drink the right amount of water, making sure that you eat the right amount of foods, making sure that you don't eat too much, you don't, you know, we... We all like to experience, you know, some joy and happiness in our life, but we don't let it get into that space of, you know, just, you know, taking control of ourselves. And we incorporate healthy living, right? You know, try to talk about, you know, good forms of healthy exercise, getting out and just taking a walk around the block, how important that is, right? Just making sure that you get the right nutrition on a daily basis. You know, we, look, we live in a country today where, unfortunately, you know, we, we've got more information and more science than anywhere in the world as it relates to preventative uh, actions that we can take to keep ourselves in a healthy state. But if you were to draw a straight line between optimum health and death, unfortunately, people don't recognize that they're really closer to the death side of the paradigm than they are the optimum health. And that's just a chosen lifestyle. And, uh, and, and we look at that and we see, wow, you know, 67% of the people in this country are, are, you know, considered overweight, and about 30% are, are considered, um, you know, clinically obese with a BMI of over 30. Uh, I had a great conversation last week um, 
with a with a general surgeon that attended the last event and uh great uh a wealth of information in that gentleman uh he just was excited about it uh meeting there with uh with, uh prospect of of gales uh down in uh, league city and this general surgeon uh we were meeting and talking with was just elaborating on uh the different things that you could do from clinical information to assist in in weight loss right and, and weight loss is a big deal in our country. Weight loss always has. I mean, we, we've, uh, you know, it's certainly, you know, there are a lot of products that are in a variety of different spaces, including this industry. And, and while, you know, a pill or a capsule or a tablet, um, you know, or a drink is never the answer. It's never the answer. It's always a chosen lifestyle. But sometimes you can moderate or have an effectuate, you can effectuate your set point, which is your basal metabolism, your body's capacity to burn calories at rest. That's what your basal metabolism is. And there's things that we can do to uh, get that set point at a higher place so your body will burn uh, caloric intake at a more efficient rate. And, and that, that only happens through a combination of diet and exercise. But sometimes... We need help, you know, kind of moder modifying our diet and getting us out of that place where we're, you know, coming home and just going back to our routine and just having meal and, and, and maybe not getting out and taking that walk. Maybe we're exhausted from the day mentally and physically. We've all been there. But if you can maybe take or utilize, um, you know, the right combination of, of products that uh, alter or modify your body chemistry, it, it, it gets you to a place where you feel like, you feel like is the optimum word, feel like, because we all tend to kind of operate on feelings, right? And, and if you can feel enough energy to get out and maybe take that walk or go for that swim or do something, it's amazing how that everyday accumulation of activity starts to change your caloric expenditure as compared to what you're taking in. And if you can get consistent, because most people over, they, they overestimate <clears throat> what you can do, you know, over, let's say, a month. Someone says, man, this month I'm going to lose 10 pounds. Well, you know, if you're going to lose 10 pounds this month, I want to tell you that it's going to be an accumulation of what you do every single day that's going to determine that outcome when it comes to losing fat, sustaining lean mass, and, and giving your body a chance to um, lose because you can lose weight and you can lose it, um, you know, you can lose it in a way that's not healthy. In other words, if you lose muscle, and, and many people have experienced this yo-yo diet, I'm just talking about weight loss here for a second, if, if you lose muscle, then you'll gain back the weight almost as fast as you lost it because your body's chemistry is looking for a way to grab a hold of, you know, something to make sure you know, if you've lost a bunch of muscle, that it recuperates. So you, as, you, as you've gone back to, you know, somewhat of any, any way of normal, like you may have gone on a crash diet where you've just used a, a combination of various protein drinks. So inevitably, your body is going to say, I need to eat food. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be, you know, kind of telling you, you've been on a crash diet, I need to survive, and you're going to eat again. Well, we don't believe in crash diets, and we don't believe in, in replacing the idea of appropriate food and exercise, but we can start looking at various things that we can put in our body to modify our behaviors so that we can stay on track. And so conversation we had uh, was great conversation, and it's possible, you know, because we're starting to move into a space where we're, you know, we are a company, 
that is, uh, you know, wellness biosciences. We, we focus on uh, clinical information and study or, or anything that, that substantiates the decision that we make to bring products on, uh, that there's data, there's information to support. It's not just something that's fad-like or, uh, you know, here one day, gone the next. There's something that says, hey, there's substantive information and proof to determine that this product will help you. Uh, and so we've done that certainly with our CBD line of products, and we're going to continue to do that. Uh, we've got a number of different new delivery systems available, but we're also going to look at things that we can do to help effectuate uh, people's situation when it comes to weight loss. I mean, you know, people are struggling. And, and, and I have always just genuinely loved seeing somebody uh, go from, you know, maybe they're 15 or 20 pounds overweight, maybe more, you know, or in that, in that place, they could be 40 or 50 pounds, or they could be 10. I just love to see how people start feeling about themselves when they lose that weight. They start to get themselves into a different size of clothes, men and women, and it's just amazing the effect that that has emotionally on how people feel, most importantly, <clears throat> about themselves. And I, I just, uh, you know, I, I think one of the reasons why this uh, business has always been such a, you know, such an, a good fit for me is I like seeing people incrementally make changes in their life and make it in such a positive way. You know, I can remember we had, you know, and, and we certainly have had that happen here. I mean, gosh, I mean, just in the early time that we've been, we've been, you know, within this campaign of wellness biosciences or X to see people in the first year during COVID, uh, people supplement their income uh, from anywhere from, you know, I mean, I mean, just think about this, supplement their income economically from an opportunity perspective by, at, you know, earning an additional $10,000 in that year. Or we had people earn an additional $20,000. Okay, think about that. You know, statistically, 56% of the people in this country earn $26,000 a year or less, 56%. That's an amazing statistic that I just shared with you. Now, it vacillates. Some, people, some statistics say 25,000, some say 28, but I just use 26 as a medium. But think about that. Over half the people in this country, right? Now, an even smaller percentage of people earn $50,000 a year or more. Or more. And in most cases, if they're earning $50,000 a year or more, they're working a job on a full-time basis. Um, and so, and so we, we understand that, but if we can offer people a business opportunity to be able to supplement their income and earn an extra 10, you know, 20 last year, not just 10 or 20, and yet we had people earn an additional $30,000 of revenue in this because of what they did either in a month or two or three months. How about an additional 40000 we had some additional fifty thousand, sixty. We had we had we had people earn just under a hundred thousand dollars of revenue that supplemented other things that they were doing. Okay, in a business where where we know the majority of people out there today, you know that that's not a normal circumstance, and so it's counterintuitive. It's it's not the norm. And, and, you know, overall, when you look at the company of wellness biosciences, you know, we, you know, we, I would tell you that to be able to generate a million, uh, two million, or three million dollars of revenue in a time where, you know, you're, you're running a, um, 
you're running a, a a business that's a network marketing you know company where you you know literally the only way that you can meet is to meet uh, in, in you know in person or on a, on a Zoom call. That can be a challenge. Over 85% of the companies that started their their company's uh, business in this space, in the network marketing, direct sales space, in the last quarter of 2019 or, or the first quarter of 2020, are no longer here, statistically. Uh, according to people that I've talked with that, um, you, know, uh, you know, always go to the DSA meetings, uh, they're owners of other companies, and so a lot of people just didn't make it over the hump. We we're very fortunate and blessed to have done that. I think we, you know, we have a, a great product that meets the uh, demand of social anxiety out there is one reason. And the other reason is we just had good leadership, just phenomenal people uh, that got involved in our business. So I, I, I just, you know, I share this information with you as a reminder, but, you know, when people ask us, you know, what is the focus of the company today? Well, our focus, what we do, what Wellness Biosciences does, is we go out there and we look for the optimum type of products that we can move into, uh, you know, our distribution model that, that, will, that will be a good fit within the culture of the company, will be a good fit in terms of, of uh, looking to accomplish what our goal is to help people with their bodies what, mentally, physically, but also the financial part of it because the truth of the matter is, is that there are so many folks out there today, um, and, and, I, and I, I don't know about everybody on the call. I, I'm looking at everybody right now, and I'm not sure that everybody understands, you know, the, the definition of what a business opportunity is, and it, it means different things for different people. But I can just share with you from my perspective. I, I genuinely believe that, um, that we all have an entrepreneurial spirit inside of us. We all do. I think that most of us want to have the freedom. Uh, and we want to be able to exercise the capacity to explore the potential that we have in, in, in this life. You know, it's a short life, right? Um, and, and, you know, when you talk to people, and let's say, for example, they're working for wages and there's nothing wrong with that, and the vast majority of people in this country do that. It, but, but that's just the entry-level way of, of survival, of being able to make more money than you're spending in a job. But if you pay attention to people that understand developing wealth, that is the very that's just the, that's just where most people are. But the people that generate the majority of the wealth, they they, they recognize that that's never where you're going to create wealth is just working for wages. It, it's just not. I mean, it, you know, Kiyosaki talks about in Rich Dad Poor Dad. For those of you that haven't read that book or listened to any information from him, I I highly recommend that you listen to what he has to say, okay? And, and listen to we're gonna We're going to put together a series of YouTube videos where we do a little bit of an introduction and then a conclusion, but we want you to listen to this information. It'll help you establish a level of understanding about the, um, the things that we can be doing or you can be doing to better understand the value of not, you know, of, of really owning a small business, and maybe positioning yourself into in such a way where where if you do well enough in that small business, then that business gets bigger, and ultimately you know you can get into that quadrant of not just working for wages or having a small business or being self-employed, but evolving to where you have a bigger business. And for those that are interested, not everybody is, and I understand that. I, I really I get the picture. Some people 
just want to go, you know, they want to go to work and come home, go to happy hour, chill out. I get that, okay? But there are always people that are in all of our lives that want more, that believe that they can become more, they can have more. In order to have more, they have to become more personally. They have to understand the essence of this information. And, and so Sean and I are just really focused on making sure that people know there is another way. There is a way to create financial stability and wealth, and, and, and there's principles. And, and so those guiding principles we can all apply to our own circumstance situation and more importantly, help other people do the same thing. Help other people recognize that, that um, there's, a different, there's a different side of things. There's a different way to see things. As to what they do with that information, it's completely up to them. But at least we can expose them to some of this, uh, in some cases, life-altering information that, that can allow people to see not only can they go out and start their own business, but they can have people help them understand how to run that business and run it effectively and, and, and be able to build a business where they can work that business anywhere they choose to. They can build it from home in their, in their underwear, on a laptop or a, or a mobile phone, and, and they, can, they can put themselves into a circumstance where they can generate easily as much money as they were working 40 hours a week commuting back and forth to, to do, but they can do it from the comfort of their own home and be able to spend more time with their children and their families and have a better lifestyle. But, but as we know, once people experience that, there's always the other side of it, and that's to be able to go out and, and to not just earn a little bit of additional money, but earn a lot of additional money. And if they continue to earn a lot of additional revenue on a part-time basis, then they can start replacing full-time incomes. And we believe that some of you that are on this call right now, whether you recognize it in your own experience thus far or not, you could go out and you could create a business where you could totally replace your existing income if you chose to. And you could position yourself in such a way where you could teach other people to do the same thing. In other words, if there's something that you can do in the way of immediate income in our compensation plan, I'm, I'm talking about just analyzing that part of it, earning revenue by having people just start their business. I don't care what they start their business for. Heck, if they want to get started for $1,500 or $3,000, at least they've got a little bit of inventory. Now what we want to do is we want to kind of get involved and pour our time and our energy. And here's what you have to realize, particularly as we have this next event coming up, right, on the 29th. For, uh, for those of you that haven't received that information, I'm going to go by the, I mean, we now have several, you know, we have, you know, you know, over 10 people on the call, I think we've got, well, we've got actually about, you know, you know, not closer to 15. So what I'm saying is that I'll make sure that everybody, everybody on this line gets a, uh, a, you know, a promotion, a banner of the, of the actual event. And, and what, you know, I just want to just share with you what I did for the last event. For, for some of you uh, that are on the call right now, and I'm not calling anybody by names, but I literally uh, you know, made contact with some people that you've introduced us to in, in the past that received the banner and, uh, and came to the event. Not because you contacted them, but because we contacted There's nothing wrong with that. And I use this as an example because some of you have people that are not just, you know, on your first generation, but they're on your second or third or fourth generation. And you can call or contact those people and make them aware, hey, Wellness Biosciences Rx is conducting an event at Perry's in Memorial City. 
here's the banner. Why don't you come and bring somebody? Because that can be, believe it or not, the spark plug that ignites information to a person that gets them more, uh, more involved. And, and, and now as they get more involved, they start seeing things a little bit differently. I, I would just tell you that um, the biggest changes I've ever gone through uh, as it relates to, you know, our business and this type of business ha have always been, it's always taken place at an event, okay? And, and the energy, the information, the social proof, the evidence, the information we're getting, the, the camaraderie, the fellowship that we experience, it always takes place at an event. Uh, and so I never missed an event personally. I mean, I never missed an event. And in fact, there were some times when I went to events because I was so committed to my effort. Uh, that I, you know, there were other things that, that I, I did miss, you know, and, and as we built our own company, I'm talking about as a, as a field leader, just like you guys. And as we started our own company, I had a different role as the uh, CEO of the company. We had leaders, you know, that, that also made sacrifices to build their business, but that business that they were building was for them and their family, as it should have been. Like, I don't expect anybody to do anything for us. I mean, Sean or I, I expect you to do it for you and your family. If you set your priorities up, if you distinguish what your why is and determine what you're building, you don't have to have us encourage you or promote you to come to the events. You just do that on your own. So as I'm sharing this information with you right now, what I'm, what I'm really doing is saying, listen, you can position yourself to start building and developing and leading an organization by virtue of the fact that you say, okay, I'm going to go, uh, I, and we're going to have it up on Eventbrite probably by the end of the day so that you can go. And, and all we ask, uh, by the way, to come to these events uh, from, our, you know, from, from anybody, from you and your guests, is, is the $20. So if you're coming and you're bringing events, they're going to come and they're going to enjoy a very, uh, a, a very information-rich, content-rich um, uh, you know, uh, meeting, it's done by, by a group of physicians. Uh, in this case, it will be Dr. Dasani, Dr. Patel, but we're, we're looking to add other PhDs and other uh, people that are in this particular space. Uh, and, and we're going to just do it, and we're going to do it, you know, it's going to start, we're going to do a mix and mingle at 5.30, as it says on the banner. We're going to start promptly at 6. We're going to be done by 7.30. Everyone now knows in advance what to expect. No surprises. Uh, we offer, uh, you know, food, uh, you know, what we call heavy appetizers that are pretty heavy and pretty good because every time I go to these events and see these heavy appetizers, people get all they, you know, they, they basically, we have a lot left over, right? And so just want to encourage you when you come and you bring your people, we just want to make sure we have the right head count so we can have the right amount of food. We make sure that there's plenty of food and there's beer and there's wine to drink. Unless somebody wants to order their own mixed drink, then, you know, we, we say go ahead and do that. But what I'm, what I'm emphasizing is we create an environment, uh, you know, of extreme winning, where people can come in, they can feel comfortable and good about the environment that they're in, uh, they can have something to eat, something to drink, comfortably listen to information, and, and you'd be surprised at how that can move the needle because many, some of you on the line right now, have said, look, I didn't know anything about the business before, but I'm here, and uh, and now that I'm here, I want to I want to have an opportunity to start going out and, and having success, and and if you do that, then you're going to be promoting for the very same type of event that 
maybe it was similar to the one that you made the decision to get involved. Every, every major decision that I've seen made in this industry typically comes as a result of an event. And we are an event-driven company. So one of the skills uh, you know, that you can learn and we can provide you with uh, details <clears throat> we have in our, if you go to WBRX University, we have an actual podcast that illustrates how to effectively promote for events within the skills, the various skills, uh, if you go back in time. And in fact, one of, the, one of the major skills that's important to learn is how to promote for events. How is that done? Well, I mean, starting right now, the first step is you make the decision to come. Uh, and now that you've made the decision to come, now you just go out and you start promoting that event by making sure that people, you know, have received a free sample. You want them to come to the event, but you want, to, you want them to come to the event effectively. Give them a free sample. Tell them how excited you are about a new company that you've just started and you've, uh, you've teamed up with, with, some, with some folks that you believe have, you know, an understanding to provide you with an opportunity to have a high level of success. And just sell them on their own evaluation of the information. Let them know that, you know, medical doctors, and, and high-level entrepreneurs all over the country are really getting involved in this, in this space of wellness-based products, not just cannabis-based products, which we certainly provide. We believe firmly in, in anything that is out there that's going to benefit the endocannabinoid system of our bodies. And there's so many different ways to accomplish that, but we firmly believe in the plant-derived fashion of, of increasing the bodies and the mind so that we can have a, a much better and more quality life. Now, I can't think in my, in my experience, I did this as a guy that owned a, a private training facility uh, that added physical therapy. It, it was so exciting for me to see people make progress, get over their injuries, get into the asymptomatic phase and then move into strength training phase, or people that were just looking for ways to look better and feel better. I just genuinely love being involved in that business. And to this day, I think one of the most rewarding things for me is to hear the testimonies that people have to offer about, you know, what, what the products have been doing for them, you know, how they've experienced the benefits and the value of a great night's sleep, of, of minimizing are tempering that level of anxiety that they would experience the highs and lows over the course of the day. Now just had, had a nice kind of medium experience over the course of the day, being able to get control of that, being able to minimize pain that they were otherwise experiencing. These are phenomenal values that I see when I'm sampling people, giving people, letting them use our bomb. I mean, letting them try a free sample of the bomb. I can't begin to tell you how many testimonies I've had over the bomb that we offer, right? So all this stuff, everything we're talking about is, is really what I would recommend people do to effectively build for the event. As I look here, if, if I can just tell you right now, going down the roll here, if it's Melissa or Jennifer or Michael or Sarah or Rosa or Olga or Gail or Pat, if any one of you, just make the decision to go out and bring two or three people to this new, to this next event. Then, uh, th then you're going to find that we're going to have you know probably close to 50 to 60 people at this event. Now, as to the number that's there, I don't know what that number is going to be. 
you know, we, we, we're going to probably have a little bit of a more full, we're going to get a little bit of a larger room than we had last time to accommodate this. But in, in terms of actively building for the event, you can talk with the people who are in your sphere of influence immediately that don't know anything. We recommend that. But also make yourself available uh, to speak to the people in your organization and their contacts. In other words, if I'm Sarah and Rosa has a sphere of influence, I may, I may want to sit down with Rosa. I'm just using this as an example, and I don't know, you guys may have already done this or have it all worked out, but just make sure that you conscientiously carve out the time to talk, to talk to the people in your organization and their sphere of influence so you're still building for the event. Yes, you, the people that you bring personally, that's very, very important. But if I'm Olga, for example, I'm going to get with Patty and say, Patty, let's look at your list. Of what do we need to do to make sure? What can I do to, to make sure I'm a good sponsor and help you, Patty, have three to four to five people this event? Now, is Olga still building for the event? Does she generate income as a result of that? Of course she does. That's how our business model works. That's what we call leading. So if, and if I was Olga's sponsor, I would say, hey, Olga, what can I do to go with you and your sphere of influence? Now, if her sponsor is not available, then Sean and I, uh, you know, in, in this company, we make ourselves available, and we're happy to do a three-way call, a conference call. We're happy. You're not wasting our time. That's what we're here to do. Now, I know Sean, you know, manages a lot. He's doing admin stuff. But I think, I think Sean still has a little bit of time in his schedule if you want to talk to him. I, I'm having probably now more uh, conference calls, actually more three-way calls with many of you because you recognize the importance of it. But he, when, when Sean talks to me, he says, well, not very many people are doing three-way calls with him. Well, maybe, and, and listen, if you're trying to call him on Sunday, you're probably not going to reach him. Okay, that's his day, I and mean, he's going to take his day off. But do I talk to people on Sunday? Yeah, I do right now because that's just that's the I'm focused on making sure that I'm available every day of the week. I had two three-way calls yesterday with a couple of you guys on the line. Why do I do that? Well, because that's that's just where I'm at. I, I that but if you don't reach him on Sunday, you can always reach him on Monday. Just throw him a text. He'll respond. I mean, you know, so you know you can't. You got to realize we all have families and lives in addition to what we're doing here, but we're all working quite a bit, right? We're all because we're in that place in the timing of our company's growth where we're building the network. But we're here, we're available. So if you're if somebody within your upline is not available to help you, uh, you can get great quality conversation information uh, from from either Sean or myself in addition to the people that are in your genealogical line, or just make sure that you're having those three-way calls or conference calls. Another thing that you can do, as you're, so, so he who does the most three-way calls and does the most Zoom calls and has people attend the majority of, this, uh, of, our, of our testimonial calls, Zoom calls, previous to this meeting on the 29th will win, I promise you. Because not only will your people come, they'll come with some information in, in place, to give them preparation for what they're going to be hearing. Their level of knowledge will have been increased to some extent. But I would place a lot of value on the people that are going to be sharing the information at the event, right? And I would, and I would really, um, you know, just, just make sure that you don't try to get into the position of trying to explain the business, just promote the event.
and let the event do the heavy lifting for you. The other thing I would tell you to do is so, so there's there's don't spend a lot of time trying to trying to get into in the details. Just promote the event. And the last thing that I would do is I would tell you right now that you're not um, no one's doing you a favor by coming. Um, I mean, you can take that approach, but it's a very weak approach. Okay, it's it's very apologetic, and and that sometimes can slip into our psyche. And uh, that mindset is not nearly as productive as, as this mindset. You know, I've made a conscious decision to do something I believe is going to be good for me and for my family. I'm excited about it. Uh, don't have a lot of time to get into the information right now, but here's what I will tell you. It definitely deserves your evaluation. Now, this may be for you or it may not be for you at all whatsoever. That's not the issue. You determine that. What I am telling you is it does merit your evaluation. So what I would do if, if just based upon my experience, you got to try this product. It's good. It's not. It's it definitely. I'm going to give it to you free, but it's not free to me. I place enough value on you that I've paid for a product. That I'm going to give you a free sample. Of. And all I ask you to do is to come to the event. Uh, you know, it's at Paris Steakhouse. Uh, it's going to last about an, an hour and 15 minutes, an hour and a half at the very longest. Uh, you know what? And if you if you sit through that event and you say, hey. This is something that I not really is not for me. No harm, no foul. Have a you know we're still friends. We'll we'll still get together and you know we'll still you know have fun at happy hour and go out and enjoy our life or whatever it is that you like to do, right? Or that you know these people through these event schedules or potentially this is an opportunity for us to partner up and to go out and accomplish things in our life that we never otherwise would have done together. Uh, go out and do something that's uh, significant. And, and I don't mind telling people once I've made a commitment, I'm building a, you know international marketing distribution company. I'm just looking for people to partner up with me. And you may or may not be a good candidate. Hey, this this may not be for you whatsoever. There may be nothing about what I'm doing that you would even be a good candidate for, a good fit for. I'm not sure about that right now. But here's what I am sure about. It, it's definitely good for me. And if you move into the space where you then become, by explanation and by promoting, you become the opportunity. They have to determine whether or not they're going to accept it or not accept it. That's not your decision. That's their decision. And once I got some of these, in, some of these concepts uh, you know, taken care of in my own consciousness and my own psyche, it was always very easy for me to promote events. I always attended every company event, and I always promoted the event. And I don't know, I can't even think of one event that I went to as a, as a field leader where I didn't personally, where I wasn't personally responsible for contacting people, making sure that they were at that event. I certainly did that at this last event by virtue of example because I, I determined, hey, this is, what, this is what's going to generate revenue for the company. I get excited about being involved in revenue-generating opportunities, revenue-generating time, and if we're not generating revenue, if I, if I can't look to me, I'm just talking about me, if I can't point to myself and say, I'm doing something and I'm working with some particular person that I've initiated, not something that, you know, Sean brought me, that I went to the field and initiated. <clears throat> and as a result of that, that created revenue. Okay? I feel like that is the most exciting <clears throat> and the most beneficial thing for the company. Right? So that's what I do. And, and, and so to the extent that Sean has time because he's involved with so much admin, and I understand that, but, but man, you know, I'm not going to expect Sean to bring me folks. 
I'm going to go. I'm going to go out and talk to you guys and talk to brand new people myself and and ask people to come and and make sure that the room is full because you know that's what we're supposed to do. Well, once I have that mindset, I know that I'm just going to be talking and talking and talking with people. Today, I'll probably talk with at least. Well, I've got two meetings at the office, so I'll talk with at least uh, five new people today. And tomorrow, I plan to do the same thing. By the end of the week, I, my goal is to have spoken with nothing less than, five, than than 20 new people within our group, through people that are in the group, and then personally to make sure that they understand the value of the opportunity and coming to that meeting. Now, let me ask you a question. If I do that this week and next week and next week, we only have what a little over two weeks before this event happens, right? But if we all did that, just think about it in concept. If all of us went, took it upon ourselves to just make a, concert, make a concerted effort, whether it's just 30 minutes or an hour a day, okay, to talk with maybe two people, two new people a day, not, not crazy, not five or ten, but just two. Isn't it likely that you're probably going to have a much better ratio where you're going to have at least one or new, one or, if you talk to 20 new people between now and the event, is it possible that you have at least 10% of the people that you talk with come? If it is, then everybody comes to the event with one or two people. And, and now we're, now we're talking, right? But I understand and we all understand that that doesn't always happen. I get it. But it's certainly by concept, because I do believe this. Will everybody talk to 20 people? No. Some people are going to do zilcho, nothing. They'll get focused on other stuff that's non-revenue-generating non activity. Okay. But there's going to be some that are going to go talk to plenty, and that will make up the difference. If we can average you know, one to two new people by every person that's on this line coming to that event, would that event be successful? I would say highly successful. The reason that the last event was so successful, in spite of everybody, or not, in spite of, in spite of some that, you know, had their, you know, issues or what they thought could be better, the results are, and, and they do speak for themselves. We have people, brand new people, phenomenal people, PhDs in this space, people that have been involved in medical device sales, I mean strong, good quality people with great contacts that have raised their hand and said, I want to, I want to get involved. That's all I need to know. So if you're here on this call and you're listening to this information, I just hope uh, that it's been productive, that you see the value in it, and let's go out over the next couple of weeks and let's make sure that we have enough three-way calls and conference calls uh, to, to make sure that we're doing everything that we can to build for this event, and I think that you'll be excited. I think that you'll recognize the value. You'll hear the information totally different. You know, then you heard it last time because you're going to be hearing it through the ears and the eyes of a brand new person who's sitting next to you at this event. So some of you did a great job. I know all of you did a fantastic job of building for this event. Uh, Gail, what a great job. Bring good, quality, strong people. Congratulations, Michael. Phenomenal job. You know, all of you guys, right? So what can we do to make sure that the event is, is good and strong? and moving forward. Let's make sure that we all help the people within our organization. Let's help everyone. Let's help Patty. Let's help Melissa. Uh, maybe Jennifer would want to, you know, take a run down here to, to Houston, you know, and, and her, I know she's got busy, busy schedule with kids. <clears throat> maybe she can break away and do that. <clears throat> and, and maybe Sarah, maybe Sarah's going to be here. She's going to be here from Belton. Hopefully she's able to come with new people, you know, w whatever the case may be, we want to be here to help support that effort and do everything that we can to maximize 
uh, your opportunities to move forward. So with that, guys, I've taken a lot of time here this morning. <laughs> Forgive me. Just want to make sure that we play, place high emphasis on the information that was sharing. And just want to turn the call over to my partner, Sean Baker, and just want to thank you, Sean, for all the, uh, the hard work that you're exhibiting on a regular basis. And, uh, you know, know that you're busy, man. Know you've got family and time and all that's involved. And just want to turn the call over to you, brother, and listen to the information you have to offer. So with that, thank you, everybody. Appreciate you very much. And I'm going to turn the call over to Sean. Go ahead, Sean. Hey, thanks, Barry. Great job today. Enjoy the information. Guys, what I want to talk about today is a couple of things specific to, you know, really being or my goal in, in business every day and is something I'm aspiring to be. I haven't gotten there yet. But there's a difference between the thermostat and the temperature, right? The ambient temperature outside, and God knows if you're in the Houston, greater Houston area or Dallas, anywhere in Texas right now, especially, you know, you walk outside and it may be 90, 92, 95 you know, 97 degrees and, and climbing, right? In, in, in this, in this, uh, in these next summer months, they, they, it gets hot and it stays hot. And so, you know, fortunately, our cars and our homes have a regulatory device called a thermostat, and you can set your car, you know, at 70 degrees if that's what makes you comfortable, and you can set your, you know, car at 75 degrees if that's what makes you comfortable. You can set the air to blow, you know, hard right in your face, or you can set it to to just blow soft and cool the car off eventually. But the, the job of the, of the thermostat is to make the environment comfortable for you, right? To make the, the environment what you want to be in. The ambient temperature, it just is what it is. If it's cold outside, it's cold. If it's hot, it's hot. If it's rainy, it's rainy. There's very, very little that you can do to control the temperature, but you directly control the thermostat. And ultimately in this, in this business, you know, you become the thermostat. And so I give an example, and, and we know people, like people just, right, people talk. I, I talk to my friends. I talk to my family. I talk to distributors. I've said, I talk to my partner, Barry, all the time. And people talk, and, and they miscommunicate or they misunderstand, and, and, and those are just things that can't be controlled. Or sometimes people don't understand. You know, they don't, they don't think before they speak. And when I say they, I, I mean we, right? I mean, there are definitely times that someone has hopped on the call and I have said something not realizing maybe that someone else was on the call, right? I get on these calls sometimes and Barry and I have something important to discuss. And the first thing I ask is, hey, Barry, is it just you and I on the call? Because I have something I want to say to him that may or may not be appropriate depending who else is on the call. Kind of happened today. You know, Sarah got on the call and said, you know, good morning. How was your weekend? And Barry said, oh, well, hold on. We got people on the call because he thought that, you know, she might have something to say that may or may not be appropriate for the audience. And not that Sarah would ever get on and say anything inappropriate on purpose or maliciously or that she even ever has, by the way. I'm not saying she's ever done that. But the potential exists if you don't know your target audience and you say something, and then you, it's almost like saying a, a cuss word, right, or a swear word, and then you turn around, and a child, your your child or someone else's, was behind you, and you didn't know it. Not that they've never heard it. Certainly not that they won't ever hear it in their life. But but you don't necessarily be the, want to be the one to turn around and have just said a bad word when there's a child standing right behind you, right? So those are just things that you kind of have to realize that sometimes we can control by being conscious of our surroundings and being conscious of who we're saying, you know, who, who we're talking to and what we're saying to them. And then, and then sometimes as the listener, we have to take things with a grain of salt. You know, I've, I've had folks say to me, oh, Barry didn't do this or Barry didn't do that or, or, you know, I heard you said blah, 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 whatever. You know, you have to realize, again, if you're going to be the thermostat, that maybe someone did say that. 
Maybe they didn't say that. Maybe they said it and they meant something else. Maybe they said something else and the person heard, you know, just misheard it. I mean, like, isn't it just a great example? You know, Barry made mention about, you know, me not doing conference calls on Sunday. Honestly, I have no idea what that's about. I've had folks ask me literally as I'm sitting down to dinner, hey, can you do a conference call right now when I've been available all day and I'm going to be available later today and I can't do it right now? But, again, that has to do with me trying to be my own thermostat, right? I'm available seven days a week, but I'm not anyone's beck and call person. And I don't recommend that you guys be anyone's beck and call person. I'm I'm dealing with a, a customer right now that's purchased a simmer and wants to know if I can deliver it right now. Well, I'm on a call with about 15 people right now. So the answer, unfortunately, is no, not right now. Now, I'm going to get that person that simmer today, even though I just found about, found out about it you know, very, very recently. We're going to make that happen because I want to see the needle move. I'm not going to get hung up in the semantics of why it didn't happen this way or, well, I have other things to do on a Monday morning. No, I'm going to get that person your product. We're going to get that customer taken care of, and we're going to make sure that we're building a viable business. But I'm also going to look for opportunities like, well, gosh, okay, how did this go on for a couple of weeks and then, you know, end up in my lap on a Monday morning to needing resolution? Where did we have a communication breakdown? Was it our computer system? Was it the human-to-human interaction? Was there a misunderstanding? I'm going to evaluate those things, but I'm not going to focus on those things. What I'm going to focus on is getting this customer taken care of, exceeding expectations the best we possibly can, and moving the needle as we go forward. That's what's important. That's what a thermostat does. A, a, a temperature person wants to look at all the reasons that it got broken or, or how you know this isn't going to work. I, that, that, that's not important. What's important is getting things taken care of and building a business as we go. So, again, guys, I'm just trying to over-communicate probably the things that I've seen, and frankly, the things that I've done. You know, I know people, and I'm, I'm guilty. Barry is a consummate, you know, not only a consummate professional, but I'm talking about outside of the professional world. Like, Barry gets to the driving range. This is just something personal, right? We both like to play golf. We enjoy the environment. We enjoy the game. We actually enjoy the metaphor and the symbolism that it is for, for life, right? I mean, if you, if you ever step out on the golf course and you try to – conquer that little silly white ball and get that thing, you know, 400 yards away in a hole, it makes you do a lot of self-discovery, believe it or not. I know it's just a game, but it's also a, a great metaphor for life. And and so one of the things that Barry's great at is he gets there early. He has all of his gear. He's got his balls and his tees and his towels and his gloves and all this stuff, and he's ready to go. But what what else does that mean? He's also eaten. He's also hydrated. I mean, it's June in Texas. So, you know, you may be a a great golfer. If you haven't mentally prepared for the heat of the day, you're going to have a long day. If you're dehydrated, if you don't have some calories in your body, if you didn't bring a towel to dry your hands off, right? And those are things that don't sound like they have anything to do with golf, but as a bigger picture, they have everything to do with your day and their performance, right? And so Barry gets there early. He warms up. He does a great job. And he goes through his regimen very structured and very, and I'm using the word rigid as a compliment, but very rigid and very structured. He has, his, he has his way of warming up. And when he has the ability to do that, he performs better. He's mentally and physically and, and I guess even emotionally prepared to some degree, and he performs better. 
so those are the things that in business, you know, are we, are we being as serious? And I know Barry in this case, Barry absolutely is, but are we, am I, are, are all the people that are getting involved, you know, are you showing up with samples as an example? Are you letting the people know how long the meeting is going to last as an example? Are you letting them know to bring something to write with or write on just as an example? Are you, uh, you know, there's just a number of other things outside of the information that's presented on the screen, right, from the, from the speaker. There are other things that we could do to prepare, you know, our folks. And they're, they're what I call needle-moving things. So just as an example, and guys, I don't want anyone to get off the call today and say, Sean said marketing materials aren't important or business cards aren't important or being organized isn't important. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is I have seen people, and I don't advocate this either. Please don't think this. But I've seen people that don't have a business card, their car and their home office or their office is disheveled, but they are talking to people all day, every day. They're sampling. They're using the marketing materials. They're sending web links. They're doing all the things that are important while they frankly look like a pig pen. They look like a mess. They look completely disorganized. And they could probably use some structure. They could probably use some organization. They could probably take a day and clean up their car and clean up their office. But they're so busy generating and creating activity that it offsets anything that they lack from a pretty business card or, you know, perfectly sharpened pencils or neatly filed, you know, in inboxes and outboxes. They don't care about that stuff, right? So I'm not saying, again, that's in, I'm an organized guy. I like structure. I like cleanliness. But I'm saying if it becomes an excuse for you not to move the needle, it becomes, well, what did you do today? Well, I got my business cards printed, and I downloaded some new PDFs, and I did blah, 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 and all those things. Again, I'm not saying they're not important, but there's a delicate balance. There's a ratio. And the reason I brought Barry up for golf is because I am a guy that doesn't go to the range enough. I don't warm up enough. I, I play hard. I play focused. I, I try to compete and, and have a good time competing with myself, competing with Barry since he and I are really close to the, to the same handicap. So those are things that I'm you know, focused on. But as an example, most guys that even go to, as a matter of fact, it's ironic, they call it the driving range. Really where most people should spend time, most amateurs like, like myself, chipping and putting. Well, you go to the driving range, and what do they do? Well, they pull out their driver because you're at the driving range, and I want to hit the long ball. I want to crush it. I want to you know, hit a 350-yard drive, which, by the way, most amateurs do not. If you don't know anything about golf, they do not hit 350-yard drives under most cases, and they have very little control on how to do that. But chipping and putting, it's, it's, it's inexpensive. It is you can go out for 15 or 20 minutes. You don't have to go out for three or four hours like you do for a round of golf. You can chip and putt in your backyard. You can putt in your house on your carpet or on your hardwood floor. But most people don't do it because they want to go to the driver range and they want to pull out the big dog, right? And so I'm saying, again, that's just a metaphor or a parallel. Conference calls and three-way calls are free. Zoom calls are free. Those are things we could be doing all day, every day, scheduled, impromptu, whatever the case may be, it's just a discipline. It's just a function of having the confidence to get the person to agree to a time, a date, and get on a call. And having the confidence, and guys, I get it. Look, some of you, 
you complain to me about challenges that, that you have with me, and I appreciate that because I take that feedback to heart. I try to get better. I try to improve every time. And some of you guys come to me and you have issues or concerns about Barry, you know, and hopefully you guys are voicing that directly to Barry because let me tell you, I tell him. I just want you to know. If you let me know that there's an issue that, that Barry went long or, you know, Barry was supposed to stop the call, you know, his part of the call today at 9, and he didn't stop until 9, 10, and you let me know that that's an issue for you? Because it's not an issue for me, guys. I, sometimes I talk for 10 minutes. Sometimes I talk for 40 minutes. It's not an issue to me. But when you guys let me know it's an issue, I, I tell Barry because we tell each other everything. As it relates to business, we have no secrets whatsoever. And so these are just some of the things that, that are, can be distracting. They can be – they're not needle-moving uh, topics. They're, 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 they're noise in the line. They're just, they're just noise in the signal. And, again, guys, I'm not saying it's not important. If you have a genuine concern or a bona fide grievance, by all means, you need – not only should you – you need to let my, me know or Barry know or someone know so those things can get resolved. And sometimes they're just a distraction. Sometimes they're just a thing that prevents you or me or whomever from doing the things that are going to actually move the needle. You know, it happens in every sport. I know Jen is an example who, by the way, happy belated birthday. Jen had a birthday this weekend. She's a tennis player. And I know that she's pretty darn good and, and getting better every day. Well, I don't know much about tennis. I've actually never played in a tennis match at all. I've just goofed around, you know, out on the tennis courts occasionally. But I suspect, just like the driving range, everybody wants to serve the ace, right? So they go, they start practicing. And I don't know what, what people don't want to practice, but for sake of the metaphor, let's just pretend that people don't like practicing their backhand. But I would bet you as many points are scored with a backhand or a good strong forehand or whatever – than percentage of aces served. But everybody wants to do what? They want to work on the ace. They want to work on the serve. They want to get out on the driving range. I mean, I remember playing basketball. I love doing layup drills. Love doing layup drills. Hated shooting free throws. I don't know why. It just, I hate, it was boring. It wouldn't have any sizzle. It wasn't sexy. You know, I like, I like doing layups or trying to pretend I was going to be able to dunk the ball. And coaches say, oh, get on the line, let's all shoot free, you know, shoot free throws, shoot free throws, shoot free throws. Well, the truth is coaches know there's a high, high percentage of points made in the game from free throws. And you got to practice the free throws, even though they're not sexy, even though they're not fun, even though at the end of the day it is an income-generating activity, using the metaphor, parallel the metaphor, to, to putting points on the board, Free throws are important. And, oh, by the way, something Shaq never figured out, but free throws are undefended. You know, it's just you, the ball, the hoop, and then the noise. It's all mental. Free throws are all mental because there's no one in your face to block your shot. They can't step in the lane while you're shooting. It is called a free throw for a reason. You get a free throw into the hoop without anything but the mental distraction of the noise of the crowd right? But nobody wants to practice those. So it's the same here that, that everybody wants to go to the Perry's dinner, right? Me too. I love the food. I love the environment. I love fellowshipping with you guys. My God, the event, the events here recently where there's not been any masks. I mean, it's been, it's been really refreshing. And I think, I think personally, I won't speak for any of you guys, but I think personally my spirits are lifted getting out and engaging with people and spending time around folks and seeing their bright eyes and their beautiful smiles and the wait staff, you know, you can actually hear them now. And if you can't hear them, you can kind of read their lips and things are just getting better. 
and I love all that. But, guys, we can do free throws, right, conference calls or three-way calls or Zoom calls every single day, all day long. I know it's not as sexy. I know it's not layups. I know it's not a reverse dunk, you know, driving down the lane. It's not parries. But you don't get to parries if you don't do the three-way calls and you don't do the Zoom calls and you don't, you know, get the banner out to folks. I mean, all the things that Barry was saying so eloquently this morning, those are just the things you have to do. And you don't even have to do them with perfection. You know, the funny thing, and I know most of you guys are much more formally educated than I am, so I'm sure you took statistics. And it's funny because this business really parallels statistics. You know, Barry and I often don't really hard quote, you know, air, air quotes, sell anybody or hard sell anybody into the business. We really are like tour guides of an evaluation process that people see getting involved and they either decide to do it or they don't. We don't technically ever close them or push them. We just say, here's information. Here's more information. Oh, gosh, here's more information. What do you want to do with it? Can we go to work together? Is this something you can build that we can build with you? That's really what we do. But but back to the point about statistics and, and 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 percentages, guys. When you take a coin and you flip it a hundred times, right? You flip it heads, tails, heads, tails, and again you go through this exercise. If you ever took statistics, what it says is if you flip a coin a hundred times, regardless if you started on heads or you started on tails, because some believe, people believe that makes a difference, that about fifty fifty plus or minus you know two percent, so forty eight fifty two or 52-48, or 50-50, you're going to get a percentage by flipping the coin, right? 50% heads, 50% tails, plus or minus 2%. Now, the ironic part of that is the most important part of the exercise is actually not the outcome. It's the flipping of the coin. You have to flip it, catch it, and record the data. Flip it, catch it, and record the data. The data comes out whatever it comes out, 50-50, 60-40. The important part is the activity, the flipping of the coin, the catching it, and recording the data is a beautiful parallel to meeting someone, sharing the product or opportunity testimony with them, getting them a sample, and inviting them to an event. Whatever happens is going to happen. Now, Barry and I are going to do everything we can to present the information. We're going to do everything we can to have a nice room, to have great food, to do everything we can to increase the percentage of, of a chance that they'd want to engage in this environment. But at the end of the day, it's kind of back to frequency and statistics. they got to be there. they got to be sampled. they got to have an open mind. And if they do, then the outcome's the outcome. So, guys, now it's 930. I want to end right on time. Appreciate you guys and all you do. Just really take away from today, I hope, you know, that, that, that it's about consistency. It's about frequency. It's about setting your thermostat to whatever environment you want to be in and then creating and permeating that out into the world. So, Barry, thank you for the opportunity to talk this morning. You did a great job sharing great information. I know of all people, you are a needle mover, my friend, and, and I appreciate that about you. And it's going to be a great week, guys. We've got a number of important appointments, you know, one-on-ones, as a result of follow-up from the last week and the week before. And then guys were driving towards an event, you know, on June and then out in Belton, uh, the Belton area in July. So there's, you know, a lot of activity, a lot of fun stuff. Please keep engaged and get folks on these calls so we can help you put money in your pocket. And a huge shout-out to Olga for a big over $4,000 week last week. So great job on that. Really, really proud of you. With that, Barry, I kick it back to you. Thank you, sir. 
Great job, Sean, as always. Good content, rich information, guys, and uh, appreciate that. And listen, hey, guys, uh, you know, just, just take it upon yourselves if you can. I mean, and, and this is only an if. You know, over the next uh, couple of weeks, just challenge yourself. You know, go ahead and compete with yourself. You don't, don't compete with anybody else. You don't have to worry about, you know, what we think. Just it's about what you think. And, and compete with yourself and see what you can do to kind of up the ante and, and get yourself into a position where you're ready to flip that coin a little bit and, and challenge yourself and see what, what the outcome can be for you. And, and see what happens when you have people that come to this event. Um, and, you know, we're, as Sean said, we're going to do the best we can. And I know Dr. Patel and Dr. Jasani, and I know that there will be other people that are, that are going to be there that are now engaged and involved with our business that will have a few words to say. And, and, and I just want to challenge you. Come into this event with a focused effort of being there at 530, ready to mix and mingle, information that you've prepped people for, they're sampled, they're there to hear. Hey, just do what you can do to compete with yourself so that when we get to that event, I, I think that, and then we'll have a designated time to meet beyond the event itself as we've done last time for either breakfast, lunch, or what have you, so that we can make sure that everybody gets the, the information that they need to make an informed decision to move forward. So, with that, guys, we appreciate your time. Sean, as always, appreciate the uh, value-added content-rich information. And, uh, guys, we're going to be – we're here. We're available for you, as Sean said. You know, uh, regardless of your perspective, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a seven-day deal for us. It's just you that have to reach out and let us know. So we appreciate everything that you do, guys, and we look forward to talking to you very soon. Tomorrow afternoon at 5 o'clock, we have a testimonial call that's the purpose of the call. Let everybody know uh, it's a call that's designed to uh, share the information about the product and about, about the business opportunity. So with that, guys, have a phenomenal day and a blessed week. We'll talk to you very soon. God bless. Bye-bye.